And hello, and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. I am Jason Simmons. Sitting across from me is Jack Smith. Hello. And a special guest today, Megan. Are you here tonight? Hello. Yay. Yay. And this is the show where we watch the things and we talk about the things and how we felt about them. Observe and report. Let's well done. Get into it. Let's do it. You go first. You have more to chat about. Okay. <laughs> so one thing that I watched this week um, was the movie The Filth, which is the uh, biopic. Um, for a long time, I pronounced that as biopic. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Doesn't that sound better? Though? It does. <laughs> Thank God, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Shakespearean way of pronouncing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me, I speak at Elizabethan. So. <laughs> no, like, um, so yeah, it's the 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 biopic about um, Motley Crue. Um, oh. Yes, Netflix original set in the 1980s. Um, I couldn't tell you who plays who. Um, I did not take notes in that respect. However, um, I would say that they have pretty faithful representations of the player of the. Uh, band me- members of Motley Crue. Uh, the guy that plays Tommy Lee feels like, man, yeah, that feels like a young Tommy Lee. Um, but what I learned from this movie is that Motley Crue are horrible human beings. Oh, no. <laughs> like, these are really gross dudes that like did like a lot of just really terrible things. I guess, like, you know, they were an 80s hair metal band. They were all as bad as them, I guess. And they were more attractive than some of the other ones, I think. I guess so. I think that was, like, part of it, that they were just, like, handsome dudes. Yeah. That, like, you know, and... Yeah, there's just a lot of debauchery throughout the movie. Like, and the grossest part, um, spoilers for anyone like uh, set to watch this movie, uh, they have some. They have Ozzy Osbourne there. They go on tour with Ozzy Osbourne. Mm. And I feel like this is totally anecdotal, but actually something that maybe actually happened because it's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Uh, they're at a pool and it's Ozzy Osbourne, like, you know, being as gross as he is, like proving like, oh, I'm grosser than like you kids. And like he... Uh, urinates and then like licks it off the ground no yeah and there's one point where like you know there's a line of ants like just walking you know toward the pool i know what happens so he snorts them yes he does i think that's a true story that feels like a true story it feels like you know they're taking so much time to do this what's wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) we don't do that they just do a line of ants you know just I'm sure Bear Girls, you know, does that all the time. And probably drinks his urine. So yeah, you know what? True. He just did what Bear Girls did, really. You're he was right. ahead of his time. <laughs> I'm sure Ozzy Osbourne taught Bear Girls everything he knows. <laughs> jumping, just jumping out of helicopters into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy didn't have a bash. <laughs> <laughs> and he was drunk. <laughs> and he was, yeah, all of that, but drunk. <laughs> Very drunk and high. But it felt like they chose the uh, the proper director for this movie, uh, Jeff Tremaine, who is like the director of all the Jackass stuff. Oh, Jesus. And like all yeah, the, okay. the Giant Oscar related things. Yep, yep, yep. So it's for like, all right, that is the guy to get to do that. You want to film debauchery and like insanity, you get uh, Jeff Tremaine. Sounds right, yep. But, um, but yeah, that was the filth. It's, it's worth a watch because I feel like I don't see movies like this at all ever. Um, but it's really gross, <laughs> just so you know. Question. Do you see penises? Um, I would expect uh, peni. Peni. Are no peni. peni. <laughs> I, I would say you don't see any <laughs> peni. Um, you see a lot of guy butt, a lot of boobs. Of course. Um, it is very exploitative of the female body. What a surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, no guy dick. What? 
<laughs> and I'm not, not because I'm desperate to see the penis of any of the members of Motley mm. Crue oh, riddled with disease. <laughs> but you would expect, I don't know, you some level of, like, of equality there and yeah. equal on both sides right like if boobs are coming out then obviously dicks are coming out so, yeah like, let's like, keep it real does it seem like Tommy Lee like running down the hallway like you know in his underwear kicking down doors it's like yes. come on man you know he wasn't running down his underwear no <laughs> and people who are notorious for having dicks out yeah which Tommy Lee is I yes that because there's a whole video about sex it tape. <laughs> one sex tape that we know of. I'm sure that I'm sure there's many more volumes. You go to his house and there's just a closet you open up. It's all just VHS. Just falling. On yeah. Like in the like in the Tupperware commercials, they just fall off. Oh no! Like oh, you found the closet one. But that was the film. I think I might pass. But thanks for the info. Totally fair. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> but what else you got? Okay. Um, so I watched First Man uh, oh. with our boy Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he plays Neil Armstrong. Uh, Claire Foy plays his wife, Janet. Uh, Ethan Embry shows up in, in it for a hot minute. I enjoy that guy. As an astronaut, and they gave him hair. <laughs> Bless, they gave him hair. He looks good, and he like because he got a little bit bigger after his you know run of movies. He, he in the late became 90s or, like guy sized. He yeah. fair, not a criticism. Mm-hmm. It happens to the best of us, <laughs> me specifically. Um, but it looks he looked healthy, and I was very happy to see him healthy because I'm concerned for him <laughs> and employed. Yes, for only about a minute, but still, it's I'll what he's it. he's got one of those guys where it's like, oh, he's here, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's doing okay. They should put him in more stuff right now because now is the time when people from the 90s who loved him, like mm-hmm. us, That's true. would recognize him and be like, that guy, yeah, and the nostalgia factor would be amazing. It's been 20 years since Can't Hardly Wait. Like. Exactly. <laughs> since, as you keep pointing out, it's been 20 years since all these movies, so like, let's see those people again. Absolutely. Time to bring it back. I always thought he was cute whenever he was uh-huh. in movies. Oh, yeah. And he also was cute but seemed attainable. <laughs> he, was, like, he played like not for me, but nerdy in guys. Yeah. So that makes us falsely believe that somehow they're gonna find us mm-hmm. and marry us. <laughs> it's really healthy. But but okay, so I just talked more about Ethan Embry in that movie than for longer than he actually appeared in that movie. <laughs> um, and then let's see, there are other guys. Um, the guy from Friday Night Lights, Kyle Chandler. Who I realize I often get mixed up with Ron Livingston, even though they're mm. they're two very different looking guys, but they're also the same. Yes, I would say Kyle Chandler is like Ron Livingston's handsome older brother. Yeah, exactly. Ron Livingston's like the Eeyore version of Kyle Chandler. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <That's> the <harsh. laughs> I like Eeyore. <laughs> Ron Livingston was one of those guys. Where I was like, I can marry him. Yeah, true. He's a bland handsome. You put him in any situation, yeah. he's going to work. Blandsome. Yeah. <laughs> Blandsome. He just has like a, a way in, and I don't know if it's like a, def- I saw him in something recently and I was like, is this the way he is? Where he's just, you know, a little bit like, <laughs> maybe I was projecting. Anyway, move along. <laughs> um, wait, so which one was it? Kyle Chandler was the one. <laughs> um, he plays some NASA guy. Pablo Schreiber is in there for like five minutes. Right. Um, Jason Clark is in there. Uh, I nemesis. can't remember. 
How long for? Oh, why is he a nemesis? I have many nemesis. You do. <laughs> However, I don't like Jason Clark because they keep like putting him in situations like, oh, like he's a, a tough guy, a man's man. Like, no, you're not. You're a dad. You're like three people's dads. Like, it just feels. It just feels like he's he's. They put him in roles that are, I feel, much more actiony and like much more leading man than he is. I feel. Oh, see, I never got like a dad vibe from him. I got him like. I had a mild action vibe from him, like but the, also the first thing I saw him in was Planet of the Apes, so I think maybe... That's where I saw him first, too. Which is, like, half action. I feel like it, okay. it matched his level of energy. Okay, that feels about right. Half action. Um, yeah, half action, <laughs> half soccer game. <laughs> um, so he was in it. Um, Patrick Fugue. Fugit? I don't know if that's how you say it. From Almost Famous was in it for a minute. Cute. Uh, Kieran Hines was in it for a minute. Shea Wiggum and Corey Stoll played Buzz Aldrin. This is quite the cast. It is. Most of them aren't in it for long, but some of them are, and it's just like, wow, that's surprisingly stacked. Um, So it was directed by, I think, oh my god, I think it was Damien Chazelle. Chazelle? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it looked great, and I wish I had seen it in theaters because um, I think kind of like Gravity, which I didn't see, but um, it was they did really interesting things with camera angles and making you feel like you are that person and you are being jettisoned into space, um, and it looked really great just on my TV, let alone – or not on my TV. I was watching it on a laptop, which is horrible, and not the movie to watch on a laptop, but um, – but it, it was kind of, um, I think, because I did not realize in the story how much went on before we actually, we, nope, they made it to the moon. We as a society, as humanity. As made America. The- <laughs> um, so much happened leading up to that. And it, it's, it, um, it follows uh, uh, Neil Armstrong's like personal life, what he was going through. Okay. Um throughout this and he had a tough go of it um and a lot of the guys spoiler alert a lot of guys died um in the process of becoming in the process of becoming astronauts of these missions and stuff and if you think about it now you would not really feel comfortable it might be fun but not necessarily feel comfortable driving in like a car from 1961 there are some safety issues we were sending guys up and stuff in the 60s they were tin cans like they were it was it's insane with like rudimentary navigational systems and computers it is i don't understand how they did it and got these anybody back um but i guess it felt kind of um, anticlimactic and that so much happens leading up to us nope him getting up to the moon that I wasn't as excited about him getting to the moon <laughs> I wanted to get back to the carnage <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um, so I think I would have been enjo- it was generally enjoyable and just kind of the whole story in and of itself no matter what is very interesting mm-hmm. um, I wish I had even just watched it at home like in the dark on a big TV would have been great um, so it was generally interesting, a little bit, can, could be a little bit boring. Um, but it wasn't so much about, you know, was it about the adventure of like, you know, the, of the first, you know, moonwalk and then, and nope. it was really more about just it was more about Neil Armstrong's. what he and the other guys in the program were 
doing to get to that point. Okay. If they start off pretty much maybe like when Kennedy's speech happened was like, we want to go to the moon. And so here we go. Like every resource is being poured into this. Yep. And like, not only is it just like a government, you know, sponsored Mm -hmm. program to get to the moon, they're like instant overnight celebrities. Like this is the man going to the moon. And so much happened leading up to that. And it's like, okay, we want to go to the moon, but we have eight steps in between that of just getting like, okay, this thing has to be able to land with this other module. Mm -hmm. Just that one step is one step in the process of years and years of years of actually getting to the moon. Like the amount of math and manpower and woman power and just energy. Experiments and failures. Yeah. Yeah, And lost lives and relationships and marriages and just. This right here Mm -hmm. is much more interesting than the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. Like I'm much more sold on it right now. And what you're saying makes it sound so much more interesting than what I thought it was. It, I was surprised, too. And also because all those guys, it, I, I'm i assuming is quite accurate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my God. Um, quite accurate. Um, and all those guys, because they're all working together and they have to be close to work, they're mm-hmm. all living in the same neighborhood. They're, they're all, all in Florida. They're all neighbors oh, yeah. in Florida. So when something happens, mm-hmm. it happens to everybody. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, it was really surprisingly interesting. If you can find it for free somewhere, I would say get it for free. Maybe not worth a rental unless it's like two ninety nine or something. Because it felt like no one saw the film when it was in theaters. Like it was just did. very. It really underperformed. I think. Yeah. It sounds like a great airplane movie. Mm. <sighs> oh, maybe you shouldn't watch that when you're. Asleep. Oh. <laughs> I did. That's in the fine. atmosphere. <laughs> um, it, in terms of the subject matter, yes, but in terms of the experience, because it goes from that type of real life stuff to really cool aeronautic type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish I had watched it at home, like with all the lights off on the television. I think it a lot, a handful of parts would look really cool. I bet it would maybe also be good if you were high. Oh, I'm sure. Not that I do that, <laughs> but just if one were to. <laughs> Good one. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, that was uh, first man. Okay, I really would like to check that out. I had a huge amount of interest when it first came out. I just didn't for some reason, and I guess no one else did either. But it feels like its life will exist really on like platforms, digital streaming, and all of that. I think Neil Armstrong they portrayed him, and I'm assuming it's accurate um, as being a very introverted guy, mm-hmm. and so I think people want to see. If Ryan Gosling, like, the last thing he was in was, like, La La Land, where he's singing and he's dancing. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be a very kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, Not curmudgeonly, but just, no, like, just quiet. introverted, thoughtful guy probably didn't really play well in the trailers. Um, <laughs> so, so, like, yeah. a slight step up from Drive where he's basically a mute. Yes. <laughs> but not quite La La Land. But at least, at least he had a cool skill. True. Killing um, and driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is just driving spaceships. Space stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You should talk when you can do that. <laughs> um, so I, maybe that didn't help it. Uh, Claire Foy, I need someone to tell me what's going on with her accent. I don't know if it was. She strikes me as being good at accents because she seems like a serious kind of person who would take that very seriously. But I don't know if she's trying to do like one of those what they call like mid-atlantic accents that's very hard to 
put a finger on like mm-hmm. what that even like, who means. talks like this it's not <laughs> quite british it's definitely not full american i do not know what she was doing with that mm-hmm. um so i would like that mystery solved by somebody um Before, if you're listening. yeah <laughs> please reach out um not that i did not enjoy your performance but oh another thing sorry um some of the things where their kids with their kids were kind of cute and Often when their kids were in scenes, it felt like it was a home movie that you were watching. Okay. Um, the, I felt like the power um, color palette maybe was changed just a little bit, and you feel it feels very intimate. Okay. Um, so that was cool. Did I enjoy it more than I think? It I seems did? like you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it in two parts also. Like I watched most of it, and then I watched like the moon landing part. Mm-hmm. So. I think leading up to that was just so exciting. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we're on the moon. Got it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, yeah, in general, I enjoyed it. I'd give it a solid B. Okay. All right. Um, one thing that I watched uh, just came out recently. Guava Island on Amazon Prime. Oh, I think I just saw something for that. Yeah, it's the uh, the musical, I guess you could say, uh, featuring uh, Donald Glover and oh, uh, Rihanna. Hey, Princess Rihanna. Rihanna, she's let me just get that away right now. Rihanna's gorgeous she's in this. She's gorgeous always. Uh, she's a princess. Like, hypnotizing. It was, it was, it, it was a watch. And an amazing <laughs> businesswoman just yeah. killing it, but not in an obnoxious way. Like the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she produces something that I want. Yeah. Which is her makeup yeah. and music mm-hmm. and every movie's. <laughs> the brand of Rihanna is very strong yes, right now. <laughs> but uh in Guava Island it's really good. It it's um well, I wouldn't say it's really good. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um directed back by check, back check, back check. <laughs> Let me redact that, all right? I uh, know, it's it's totally fine. Um it's directed by Hiro Hiro Murai, who uh, is the director of like, you know, many of the episodes of Atlanta, oh. uh many episodes of Barry. Um so it's visually very interesting. Uh, the main premise of the story being um, Rihanna and uh, Donald Glover live on an island where in which, you know, every resident of the island works for one company. Um, the island is run by the company, essentially. And every day they work, Sunday through Saturday. Whoa. Just work, work, work. And all Donald Glover wants to do, he's a musician. He plays, like, jingles on the radio. And all he wants is, like, for one day, one day off for the whole island, where in which, you know, play music, have fun, and just have enjoy themselves. Yeah. Um, and the movie is just like the struggle of him trying to get that done and what happens because he does that. Oh. Um, but no, it's essentially all the things that he released last year, like, uh, this is America and, um, uh, summertime, essentially he made a, a movie based around those songs, a couple new songs as well. Oh, okay. Um, so they're like every musical performance that happens, I say for like, you know, the main one it's all um diegetic like the music is made by the environment kind of so it's like you know they're in a factory but like the machines essentially make the music for the song that they're singing so it's like all right that's like pretty interesting i like that um <laughs> yeah. uh, diegetic so like in a film where in which d-i-a-g-e-t-i-c diegetic yes so whenever you're in a movie and like you know you hear a song playing but it's coming out of something in the world like coming out of like a car or coming out of like you know the tv or something like Mm -hmm. that but it's like filling up the room and you as an audience member hear it too Mm -hmm. that's considered diegetic Mm, 
So in this, in their world or whatever, like, you know, a few times, quite a few times, like the, the world is making the music. I don't even know if Dijek would be the correct word for that, but the, the environment makes the music, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, but the movie is like really warm and nice. It's short. It's 55 minutes. So it, it feels like a very long music video. Um, it, it feels like something that um, that you would see like from like the 80s or 90s. Like you know, one artist is just like, I'm gonna make a visual tale about my. I'm gonna make a visual album, and it's all connected or whatever. Um, kind of like I guess uh, one of Beyonce's albums or something like that. <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was fun. I wouldn't say it's great. It's just fun. Um, and Rihanna's beautiful. That's <laughs> that's the takeaway. She's in it. She plays um, uh, his uh, girlfriend. Um, but but the sad thing is you never get to hear her sing or do no. anything musical that feels like you know a mark against the movie in that way missed opportunity. definitely missed opportunity together for one thing. it would have been super been nice. nice like a song with them together would have been really cool but oh. it wasn't in the cards i guess also it feels like they did this very quickly and cheaply yeah. and it feels like i'm gonna come cheap um rihanna's singing doesn't come cheap um maybe that's the case i, I don't know she would be cool though and just kind of do it absolutely I, I i think that maybe that wasn't a factor it just was a decision that you know nothing got done which oh. is fine i guess uh but they filmed the whole movie in cuba um oh, cool. it looks super cool um yeah like every there's like a lot of spanish in it like um people's natural accents the only person that doesn't have an accent is like donald glover which is just like you just you move here like what, <laughs> what happened man <laughs> um but it's uh it's fun it's worth a watch and it's really quick gotcha. yeah cool. oh, i only saw i think an advertisement literally for that yesterday it yeah. was very under the radar the yes, advertising for this i don't know why i don't understand like you have rihanna yeah and donald glover these are two huge why names if, yeah, it felt very much like in secret. Here you go. Like, yeah. no, you, you gotta be loud about this one. Yeah, I agree. Like, we all can't be Beyonce and release yeah. an album overnight, and it works just fine. Um, no. True statement ever. We can't all be. <laughs> expect, but we can try. <laughs> we can only that's aspire. To be. How we should be thinking. She would want to. I agree. <laughs> when you shine, I shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when 90 and those SATs, baby. <laughs> Couple of dum dums making it. Shoot well. for the Beyonce, <laughs> land of the Solange. Right. Yes, I'll happily be Solange. She seems very talented. Yes, she is. I like that she made her own way with her own thing. Yes, mm-hmm. she's like the artsy one. Yeah, I mean, Beyonce. I don't need to say more than her name. <laughs> we know what she is. Yes, but yeah, Solange is totally the little sister. Mm-hmm. But doing her own thing in her own way, exactly. yes. which is what we do. As a little brother, I can respect it. (laughs) But what else have you been watching? Um, Next up, I watched um, Black Summer, which was on... I also watched Black Summer. Let's discuss it, Jason. The first episode. Nothing more. Oh, wait. What was it about again? (laughs) So... It's been a long week, guys. I'm very sorry. Zombies in suburbia. Right. Okay. Here we go. Back on track. Sorry. I just watched it, like, last weekend. Um... So, oh man, I want to discuss it, but now I don't know how much I can say. Um, I think it's enough to say things like uh, they do an interesting storytelling job because mm. they focus on about six different characters yep. and how their stories intertwine with each other. And I like that it's a diverse cast. 
Yeah. Seeing an Asian lady in there uh, is always cool. Who was the best character? She really was. She was, was. killing it. <laughs> you are rooting for her the hardest. And she's like her, trying to save people yes, and herself. Her and Spears were my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he was a very handsome. <laughs> oh, my lord. Um, but yes, it's following six different people. It drops you in, and it seems like things have been happening for a little while. Mm-hmm. Cause the military is kind of gathering them up. Mm-hmm. The premise being like, you know, it's the zombie apocalypse yes. again. Yep. But um, but they can sprint. No. Yes, they're fast, and they can climb, no. and like they f- they kind of figure shit. I felt like I wasn't entirely one hundred percent sure um, what their capabilities were. Only in that, like, could they open a door? I'm not sure, but. They were very fast. Yes. I feel like, I don't know if they were all just, when you become a zombie, you become fast, or if it reflects how fast you are in real life. Because those people, <laughs> not all of them would be professional sprinters in real life. And let me tell you something, they were running. When you can't feel pain, you know, you can do a lot. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So you'd be a really fast zombie. I'd be a terrifying zombie because I can yeah. run, baby. <laughs> but run only, you know what? I would be a terrifying zombie for 50 yards, <laughs> 100 at most. And then if you get out spreading me for that bit, you're good. Because no, like, I'm going to die. Feel pain, so you would just be... I, I bet you even as a zombie, I'd still be wheezy <laughs> just because I'm so weak. Oh, man. The zombie virus would be like, what is this one? Let's move <laughs> on to another. I can't she is do much for this useless. one. This Bite somebody sucks. and be done. <laughs> Someone get her inhaler. <laughs> Come on. Um, so a lot of it... Um, at least I wonder if you agree with me. A lot of it was the same type of thing you see with all zombie movies. Mm-hmm. A woman's uh, husband has gotten bitten. Yeah. You know he's going to turn. She leaves the room to get a glass of water or whatever the fuck. And of course he's going to freaking turn while you're out of the room. Yeah. Get it together, woman. I did not like her character. I found her very annoying. That was uh, Jamie King's character. Yeah, the blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Just boring. Um, but yeah, there's a guy who... He was arrested like before the zombie apocalypse breaks out, or kind of during, but um, he is able to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts on a soldier's uniform. Um, and he's, at heart, a good guy. And everyone thinks he's a soldier. Um, there's a deaf guy who's a, who's a bit younger. There's Jamie King, who's just like a wife and a mom. Not just. That's demeaning. But you know what I mean. Um, then there's a Korean woman um, who she can only she can understand English a bit and she can speak a tiny bit of it. But for whatever reason, you just she's just a really great character and she kicks ass. And yeah, I, I liked her. Even like, though you can't really understand what she's saying. It feels like you've seen a bit more episodes than I have. Also I the watched first one. the whole thing. Oh, you finished the whole thing. Of course How I long? Did. Is it eight episodes? Yes. And of course, uh, Black Summer's on Netflix right now, yes. right? Okay. Um, I enjoyed it until the ending. I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> oh wow, I've not seen the ending yet. I'm curious to continue with the show. Yes. Um, I've heard comparisons to like World War Z insofar as like you know its tone and like you know the setting and just um, like the the I guess the level of the threat of the zombies. Definitely, the level of threat of the zombies is similar. Um. I guess it's more uh, kind of like a scaled down version because you're just in a town. I think they're in Canada. Um, <laughs> We're shot in Canada, portrayed yeah. as America. Well, no, 
it's not por- I don't think it is portrayed. Oh, it's really a Canadian zombie movie? Because they mention, they're talking about like how far the outbreak has gotten, and there's like, oh, the lower 48, blah, 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 blah. Oh. So or Alaska. Maybe. Probably Canada. I think it's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, some of the characters I think uh, I got hooked into, and that's pretty much why I stayed with it. Okay. Um, and just to follow their stories. And it's nice because you do bounce around a bit, so it never gets really boring um because like the first episode is really interesting because they stay within about like you know a mile radius maybe and you're just looking at like eight characters in that one mile space and Mm -hmm. just the insanity that happens over the course of an hour yeah over the course of the episode these eight characters have like very wildly different experiences Mm -hmm. and they do an interesting thing i'm not i can't decide if i like it or not um in between they keep it's like several scenes in an, in a show, and they break it up almost like a chapter. Mm-hmm. And they'll each one will have a title of like the character's name or something like that. Sometimes the character's name. Sometimes it'll just be like, oh god, I don't know. No, I can't think of anything. Like the but, Watchtower, and it's about like a tower they go to or something like that for that. Portion. Yeah, some and it adds a certain level of foreboding mm-hmm. to it that I think can help. Um, but there is one part. That is very different um, from anything I've I've seen personally. Mm-hmm. I'll just say Lord of the Flies. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That seems deeply disturbing. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, there are eight episodes. Um, yeah, is it it's good. Coming back for another season. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't think many people are, are watching it, to be honest. I think people are a little bit zombied out, and the fact that The Walking Dead isn't doing as well this year, I think kind of... It seems peculiar to at least like a zombie-based thing at this time. It feels like... It's random. Like pop culture is a little zombied out, yeah. Like and even things that, that are very popular that have kinds of zombies, like Game of Thrones, yeah. people are really into, but True. not just for that. I don't think this one is different enough to really um, stand out as much mm-hmm. as like your bird box type things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay. Um, and that, yeah, there are just a couple characters I really liked, and I just want to see what happened to them. Okay. So the ending made me angry. I'll be interested for you to finish it so we can talk about it. I intend to finish it. Cool. Um other things I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to do that thing where I talk about an anime for a second. Um, sorry. Uh, okay, um, let me just make some tea and like, <laughs> get ready for bed. So, get that tea ready. So, a show that I liked a lot that uh, was on hiatus for about three years um, called One Punch Man has returned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun parody of, like, you know, regular anime as well as, like, superheroes. Uh, a parody of it. Yes. Um, while also still being a very well animated, good action show. Okay. Um, the main focus is a character called Saitama, who uh, is extremely strong and powerful, but doesn't really care about being a superhero that much. He wants to do it just for fun. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, this is fun to do. It's a cool thing to do. Like, I don't care about being the best. I'm just <laughs> here to help. <laughs> while everyone around him is very obsessed with, like, status and, like, you know, oh, I'm, like, you know, this rank. No, oh, I'll get to be this rank. He's like whatever <laughs> like i'm just gonna walk around i can beat anything but it doesn't really matter and it's about him and like you know a guy who's also very strong and powerful and wants to like learn from him he's like 
oh, this is interesting. I was really bored before, but thank you for coming. I can teach you some things. First, let's get some groceries. And it's a whole episode about <laughs> them just hanging out and like talking about groceries and like what's good to do. In an anime? Yes. I it's cannot picture this. Very, sometimes it can be very slice of lifey. It's a... Uh, it's a lot of fun and very funny when it makes fun of like you know traditional superhero things. Okay. Um, and yeah, like they're a very fun and diverse cast of characters. Um, a guy that has like no abilities, his ability is just riding a bike really well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had that because I genuinely forgot how to ride a bike. Um, and was in Florida and was learning relearning how to do it, and I forgot like how to turn and so i just went straight into some bushes oh my god <laughs> yep i was like 26 <laughs> so i only learned let's not make fun of that superhero okay i will not make fun of that superhero because i only learned how to ride a bike when i was 25 there we go <laughs> we are late bloomers <laughs> when it comes to two-wheeled modes of transportation but you had an excuse of like growing up in the city and whatnot i learned how to ride That's... a bike in the suburbs and i just fucking forgot because i'm an idiot and I wasn't good at it then. I'm still not good at it. <laughs> you don't have to be good at it. You just have to be able to do it. It's one or the other. Yep. It's and we can do it. <laughs> if I'm on a flat, straight line, woof, I'll Bike go all day, baby. Ridden. Okay. You give me a right turn, I'm fucked. <laughs> can I please just really quickly add that there is an excellent episode of Frasier where neither... <laughs> you discover that neither of them know how to ride a bike. And watching them learn is... Amazing. <laughs> Physical comedy in that show, you would appreciate it given the story. You just. True. I've said my piece. Thank you. That's Megan. Our, yeah. <laughs> She's in the pocket of Big Fraser. <laughs> uh, trying to get it back. I have heard rumors about a reboot. I, me too. <laughs> There's no John Mahoney, so what? I mean, what? I just. And what? Of Eddie the dog? Like the oldest man there. That's why I think you would like the show because of him. I love Niles. Oh, me too. He's He's the best. He's my absolute favorite, and I would marry Niles. And I saw David Hyde Pierce once in a sushi restaurant in the city, and I almost flipped my shit. He knows Jason's name. I work. That's right. I worked for him for like a a play I was working on. That's right. I wrote the story, and it just made me love him more. He's super nice. He's one of the nicest people I ever met. We love you. Please, um, everything you do is amazing. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> the power of friendship and podcasting because we talked about anime and now we're talking about Frasier and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but what else? Well, I just want to ask because remember when you talked about the JoJo mm-hmm. anime? Yeah. I'm weirdly invested in this. <laughs> and I enjoy when you tell me about it. I would never watch it. Well, but let me tell you, all right? Has anything going on with JoJo? How's JoJo break. Here we go. So JoJo's a bizarre adventure, <laughs> all right? How is Italy going? Is he the top dog yet? Oh, at, he's getting close. At age 14. <laughs> <laughs> so young Giovanna Giorno. <laughs> he's on his way to be... He's honestly being the gang star of Italy, all oh right? Oh, my God. So he and his buddies, all right, they have gone, and their um, their main goal, they've been tasked by their boss to find his daughter uh, and get her back to him safely in one piece. So they go. They encounter assassins. They encounter mm. other powerful individuals. <laughs> also and teens. Also, uh, they're a little bit older. They're oh like guys God. in their early 20s. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, so they take trains. They get into a magical turtle. They... <laughs> Wow. They fight their way up the Italian coast. Is the magical turtle waiting for them at the train station to pick no. them up? 
actually, yes. Oh my that God. is 100% what happens. But Did I write that? <laughs> In a fever dream? Okay. But through trial and tribulation, they have made their way and they got the, the daughter to the boss. But here's a twist. Uh-oh. The boss wants to kill his daughter. Oh, So shit. it's up to Giovanna and the boys to get her out of there. Did they bond with her on the way to bring yes, they him, did. her back to the dad? They've learned to respect her and she's learned to respect them. There oh, was some tension I there love at, at the start. I love a mutual respect. <laughs> there's, no, there's no romance. <clears throat> just respect. Good, because I don't like romance. Um... <laughs> so yes, they they realize that the father wants to kill his daughter because he, the most important thing to him is keeping his identity a secret to the father. To the father. Okay. And if his daughter was to be found out to be his daughter, mm-hmm. or someone were to get to her that were an enemy of his, mm-hmm. his identity would be found out. Where it's the one loose end. Where's mom? Mom has died years ago oh, no. on Santorini oh. in Greece. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if I have to pick a place. Oh, excuse me. I was lying. Sardinia. Sardinia. That's Santorini. I'm sure it's also nice. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a hot place. So um, yes, it's a beach town or resort town. There you go. Um, so, Gio and the boys, <laughs> <laughs> they've now escaped back to Sardinia to find out his origins and who he truly is mm. so that they can defeat him. Wait, so, really quickly. <laughs> Jax, when you did your 23 and me, was were you part Sardinian? Was that one? That you know, they said that at some point, and then they took it away, and I don't know why. So you could be the boss's daughter. <laughs> Guys, shut up. We, can, we have to delete this episode. It can never come out. My dad's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And I think I still have, like, 0.1% like European whatever, mm-hmm. but we're just going to go with Sardinia. <laughs> My origin story. <laughs> Um, wait, so how many episodes is is still on? Is it playing right it's now? It's still on, uh, playing live right now. New how episodes. many episodes are there? So right now there are 26 episodes. Holy shit. It's not long. Like, how it, long is each episode? Uh, each episode is about a half hour. <laughs> that's still a lot. Um, it's going to end about at about 35 episodes in, and then to be done, that's a season. Wow. A well, season? Yeah. But they take like a year between seasons. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, but yeah, 35 <laughs> episodes, that's crazy. Um, they're consistent musical references throughout the the show um it's not a selling point for me jason i don't know music <laughs> like every uh individual has an ability that's like named after like a popular band or song or something oh, like that, right. Ooh. that. Like, uh, what's an example like for one uh a kid can like summon an airplane or like a little miniature airplane and it's called aerosmith like um mm. one is <laughs> <laughs> Um, one the main character uh, Jojo he can summon uh, like a, his ability is like to make life out of anything it's called The Golden Experience which is the name of a Prince album um, there's like a lot of You're weird musical ev- <laughs> is there a Beastie Boys reference um, not yet it has the word beast in it <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of like musical references throughout, but they've not yet referenced Beastie Boys. Um, there's a reference to like Ario Speedwagon, and because they can't fight, is that even Ario Speedwagon? I can't fight this feeling anymore. Uh, yes, yes, they <laughs> cannot fight the feeling anymore. But there's tons of references throughout. Um, it's they have the weirdest opening and closing themes uh, ever. Like this season is Jodeci. Um, what? <laughs> the previous season um, concluded with a Soundgarden. Uh, then prior to that, it was like, um, uh, yes, the band, yes. What? Um, they go all over the place as far as music. I feel like I need to meet their, um, music, uh, what's the word for them? Director. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the person who chooses the music, there's a word for it because I said, I was saying maybe to no one or maybe to you. I don't remember the other day. Like, that's what I should do. Um, yeah, because it's kind of amazing to be able to use all of those different yeah. bands from completely. Also, Jodeci is really having like a resurgence in pop culture. So this, <laughs> Party B mentions. Oh, yeah, very true. Um, so, yeah, in, in their re-release of like, you know, their greatest hits in Japan, they have the main character from the show on the cover of their album as like a cross-promotional thing. Uh, the show also has like a deal with like uh, vans, like of shoes based on like the characters. They have Smart. a deal with um, like uh, what is it? Wait, so is this a huge show? In Internationally, it's a huge show. Yeah, like okay. in in Italy and Europe as well. well of course, like they had a, now. they had a deal with Gucci. I called my people. <laughs> um, Made sure of it. <laughs> so they had a deal with Gucci, and they also had a deal what? with um, what is it? The the Louvre as well. There was like what? a uh, yeah. There was a deal with uh, the Louvre as well um, to have like you know, some ex- exhibitions there. What? So it's a pretty big deal internationally. An exhibit at the Louvre? <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> That's insane. But yeah, I'll, we'll talk more about this. Oh, oh yeah, I know, Jason, because when all 35 episodes are done, I got to make you tell me how it ends. <laughs> but, um,. Other things that I saw, or mm-hmm. other things that you've seen, have you seen anything else? Um, I watched the Sisters Brothers. Oh, how was that? Oh, good. Um, I didn't think it was very good. Aw, that's <laughs> really disappointing. <laughs> Megan, what did you think? Um, I have a really hard time with horse violence and horse Ooh. death. Oh, I was going to tell you not to watch this I, sh- movie. I saw it in the theater. Oh, Megan. Yikes. Um, I think I literally yelled out, no, 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 and I covered my eyes, and there weren't that many people in the theater, so they definitely heard me. Um, so that made me mad. Oh, I literally was going to talk to you about it and be like, you can't see this movie. There's so much happening with horses. Humans, fine. <laughs> Which happens in the movie, too. Horses, no. Oh, gosh. So just fair warning. Um, yeah, uh, I wasn't a fan. I thought that... Um, they just kind of, you don't, there's no character, um, oh, my brain just stopped working. Development. Mm-hmm. It, they kind of just gloss over really stereotypical personalities, at least for John C. Riley and um, Joaquin. Hall. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, excuse Joaquin me. Joaquin Phoenix. My apologies. Um, so they play the actual Sisters Brothers. Um, they are working for this guy, uh, the Commodore, who you never really, you see glimpses of, but you never really meet. Um, and he sends them out to go after Riz Ahmed, whose his character's name is Herman Kermit Warm. Weirdest name possible. Yep. Okay. I laughed aloud when I heard it. Hermit Kermit Warm. <laughs> yep. Like heat warm. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yep, that's a lot. There's a lot happening there. Kermit Kermit. Um, and then, so the Commodore wants them to find him because he has a secret formula for being able to pour this these chemicals into water to be able to find gold oh it I was th- during this era like the, the gold the rush West. era yes. okay i thought you were gonna say you can turn water into gold like oh an alchemist <laughs> <laughs> that famous alchemist herman kermit warm <laughs> um and then jake gyllenhaal is this kind of a middleman who was also looking for him i'm not quite sure what the role his role is to be honest okay um and so he was just going to tell, send a message back to 
the brother's sisters to be like, hey, I found them. And to like keep them busy until they could get there and take them back. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, it just, a, the whole thing is just a plateau. There's no yeah. real buildup. Oh. Um, it's just like. There's no like crazy shootout climax or anything like that? There or? There's shooting throughout because they just, you know, meet various obstacles along the way. Um, but like you're not really rooting for them. At least I wasn't really rooting no. for them because like, Joaquin Phoenix character is kind of a dick. John C. Riley's character has potential. He clearly is not completely a psychopath, but he yeah. also kills plenty of people. But he wants out. I yeah. Guess. Uh, but they, it's not that developed, like you said. Yeah, you, they try to give him some depth by like making him um, clearly pine for this woman, but they talk about it for five minutes total, and he sees another woman, and that's about it. Like, there's just nothing there to grasp onto. It's just superficial, kind of. It's skinny. very superficial. You don't know anything about Jake Gyllenhaal's Hall's character. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed's character seems like a decent guy, but again, they you don't know anything about him. Um, and then the movie pretty much just ends, and you're like, oh, well, this was an incredibly boring story. That feels disappointing. It was. I was just, I was waiting for something, and nothing happened. I was just thinking, as you were describing it, because I agree, like, it's sort of like you're just dropped in, and stuff happens, and then you, like, decide to leave. Um, <laughs> and, and stuff does happen. Yeah. Like, there is a story arc, but mm-hmm. I think you are always waiting for something, like, major and i don't know if that's i was just thinking now like is it kind of disappointing because we're used to like westerns having a very different tone because it's like a western kind of it's in a western setting Mm -hmm. or um was it just not like good or was it what it would have actually been like and that's what makes it boring because yeah but no i don't think so anyway let's talk about riz ahmed for like (laughs) real star (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to know more about his character same and i feel like a lot there's the potential for there to be a lot left on the cutting room floor like there could have been another 40 minutes not that i wanted that of Mm -hmm. us getting to know the characters more Mm -hmm. and their actual motivations and i think they maybe allude to some abuse of like by their father or something but it's all just little things so So you get no origins. It's like they skimmed, they had a big thing and they just skimmed off the top and that was the movie and there's still a lot of milk left in the container. You're going to throw all that ice cream out? The cream (laughs) off the top? I clearly don't know anything about farming. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they just, it's not all there. I should mention, because I think what you said is really interesting because it's a book. Right. So like, um, which I have not read, Mm-hmm. I wanted to, and then I saw the movie, and I was like, mm, maybe not, um, which is not great. So maybe this is one of those instances where it's much better as a book maybe, than a yeah. movie. Um, it depends how much they adapted from the book into the movie, right. too. I mean, God, what if the book is like... Is even more boring than this fucking movie? Sorry, a dog was coughing, so we all got really alarmed and jumped up, but she's okay. She's okay. Um, <laughs> That was more dramatic than that fucking movie. It really was, yeah. <laughs> a puppy coughing for approximately three seconds. I was on the edge of my seat. Ooh, there is some. There is a moment where 
doesn't a spider crawl into John oh C. Riley's mouth? My he got Home Alone, Daniel Stern. <laughs> it goes into his fucking mouth and yeah. then he spits out baby spiders. Ooh, that and seems it, gross. It is of my nightmares. And then the the fallout of it when he wakes up the next morning is oh. disgusting. <laughs> but you know what's not disgusting? Riz Ahmed. Mm. Let's talk about that for a second. Sorry. <laughs> talented you guys <laughs> talented, you mean handsome because i feel like you mean handsome. they're not mutually excu- exclusive <laughs> so um he is obviously handsome obviously i haven't seen him in much what else have you seen him in um, right before uh, i didn't watch that okay but yes he was supposed to be great in that he was on an episode of girls and he was great he um, was yeah. um, rogue one mm-hmm. he's in rogue one mm-hmm. i liked him in rogue one um Oh God, he was in so he was in a few other things that I can't remember because now I can just think of his face and I'm too distracted. <laughs> um, also, his stylist is great. Mm, yes, his stylist is the <laughs> wife of one of our friends. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. So just he can rap. <laughs> yes, I've seen this happen on on late night talk show with my James point, Corden. Yes, my point is, um, to me, I think even though it was called the Sisters Brothers, <laughs> I was more interested in him and. Um, and in Jake Gyllenhaal's character, who had that funny way of speaking. He, I think he would, because he was actually, I got the feeling, I have no idea. I know nothing about accents. But I got the feeling that he was trying to do an authentic accent of that time that's probably still a little bit leftover British because that makes sense to me. Like an intellectual of that time. He, yeah, like a highfalutin he, guy right. with a little bit leftover British stuff but has been in America or something. Um no one else was doing an accent so uh, i really i was not i wasn't interested in his character because i don't even i didn't understand why he even really needed to be there it seemed kind of forced like he's just the middleman um i maybe would have been more interested if he had just happened to meet riz ahmed's character Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's also being hunted as opposed to oh the commodore sent me also um, but uh, but yeah, Riz Ahmed's character definitely was more interesting, especially because he does have some um, moments with John C. Riley's character where they really bond. Mm-hmm. Right, and I yeah. would have loved to have seen that relationship and kind of like, okay, John C. Riley's like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna hang out with this really nice guy who doesn't treat me terribly, and see kind of where their lives go. Right. But yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's character had zero depth. I don't know and what his deal was. And perhaps he wasn't supposed to have any. I guess but not. He I was just know. a 100% psycho. Having said all this, when I walked out of the theater, I was like, I liked it. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I didn't love it. Yeah. And I agree with the points that you're making. Um, but I liked it enough that I'm like, oh, it, you wanted a little bit more you out of it. You could see the potential yeah. for the story. It just wasn't executed well. Just a teeny bit more. Yeah. Would have made it like, okay. <laughs> they did mention some place near my hometown, and I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> In California? Yeah, I think it was Marysville or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit, but I <laughs> But overall, it just seems as if, like, you know, the status quo doesn't change. Like the characters yeah, no, are it's just well, what you see is pretty much what you get. Like and things happen, but no one's meh. changed by it. It's no. meh. There is one big thing that happens yes. that changes things, but then it just kind of farts out at the end. Yeah. Okay. After. They don't commit to it. Kind yeah, of. Like when you see the thing that, um, the, I keep saying thing, 
the... Are you ever going to watch it? Can we spoil it for you? I'd like to see okay, it. Okay, just kidding. So I won't think this is giving anything away, because you described it earlier. They're after Riz Ahmed's character, mm-hmm. because he has this chemical that can... Detect gold. Uh, detect gold. So when you actually see that happen... Oh, yeah, that is cool. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. And it's that's really, like, where it crescendos. Exactly. And then it ends soon thereafter. You're like, yeah. oh. And you think... I, but I think you think I'm it's going to go... I it a little bit. No, I mean, it feels like, you know, the mystery is like, can this guy actually do this? Yeah. And just like, oh, yeah. he can do it. But then you'd expect it to kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Something to build to another big thing. And then go down. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't. Yeah. Which yeah. is a shame. Yeah. Because hmm. I was like, ooh, what do we got here? And but please watch it so we can yeah. see if... I'd like to know your thoughts. I'll yeah. check it out. I, I do I want to check it out. I just want you to confirm that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is bad life. and made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it did make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was annoyed because I was like, well, I got to finish. I got to see how it ends. Mm-hmm. It's just like the reluctant viewing. Okay, if you're going to stick around to watch horse things happen, oh, you full. better have a good payoff. <laughs> yeah, those horses. Oof. What well, else you got? Let me tell you about something that also wasn't good. <laughs> so, I saw Hellboy. <gasps> no! It was trash. No! <laughs> it Megan was... and I were both excited for it. Oh, no. Save your money. Um, no! Really? You don't need to see it? Like, Sorry. not even free. Um, oh, no. It was really bad. I was she said that she heard it was bad and then I was like I'm still gonna see it and that happens like we're like oh like big dumb action movie like but sometimes it's like that's just fine like I'm okay with that this was big and dumb and like it just felt disrespectful to the two movies that came before it like considering how good those were and we're in which like you know it's Guillermo del Toro who made the first two and like they're very meticulous and everything not necessarily means something but everything has a purpose like in the sense that like you know there's an entire story behind this little elf that, you know, appears in the market for like a second. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I can see the intention of that. Like this whole world that you've crafted and created. They didn't do that in this one, really. Um, it's loud and dumb. And there's a lot of butt rock happening in like all the action scenes. Butt rock. So just like distorted guitar happening. Like in action scenes. That's just what I call it. Oh. Because <laughs> you said butt rock, I was like, yes, I know this. <laughs> it's so... It's, it feels very much like a mid-2000s movie, but that's disrespectful to mid-2000s movies because that's when Hellboy came out, the first one. And it was fine. And this was not. Um, and I thought, like, okay, maybe just the direction of it. No. Like, David Harbour is bad in it. Oh, no. He yells every line. And it's just like, there's no depth or, like, nuance to this character at all. Like... Ron Perlman's performance was so much more, so much better and nuanced and like, you know. I really liked his character. Yes, yeah. very likable. Yeah, he had a very distinct personality. Yeah. Yes. And when he did shitty things, you felt bad. Like, come on, you're better than that. Yeah. You believed in the character. And you wanted that relationship to work. Yes. And, yeah. and like, you, oh gosh. And yeah, in this, uh, his dad is played by uh, Ian McShane, mm. who just always looks like he smells like whiskey and leather. Um, and cigarettes. And cigarettes. Well, yeah. And I <laughs> And I didn't hate him in this, but it just felt like, oh, this is like a weird dynamic. Like you're his, he's like, he plays the, uh, the John Hurt character from like the first Hellboy oh, films. that's a weird. Yeah. He plays like Hellboy's like, you know, adoptive father. You know, what's weird is when I saw the trailer, I would have thought that he was just kind of like, a uh, the sidekick who has the conscience type of character who's, who's like, what? buddy what are you doing not his dad like that's weird 
thought he was going to be the villain. It, he's not. You know who the villain is, and you know why I should have known this was not going to be a good movie. Ooh, let us guess. Oh, can we guess? Guess. Mila Jovovich. You're correct. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> Dog agrees. <laughs> it's a good sign this movie's not going to be that great when she shows up in the first five minutes. Oh. <laughs> um, and no offense against her. She's good at what she does. This is not a good movie. Um, and she generally does, has not been in good movies lately. But other things are just not good about it. Like <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the design of creatures. It just felt like, man, well, this is uninspired. No. And that says something because it's like, okay, this felt like not at all like the creative Hellboy, Mike, Mike Mignola, um, has a very unique and distinct art style. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really cool. It's yeah, really it's cool. Very, yeah. very steeped in shadow. This had, it felt like it had none of that influence at all in it. Mm. Um, the prosthetics of Hellboy himself like looked fine. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they wanted to tie it in with like Arthurian legend. What? So Never tie anything into Arthurian legend. It never works. It's just cheesy. So they tie like, the story of, Escal- of Excalibur into like Hellboy. Oh, it's just like, come on, man. Get you, that noise out of here. Sorry. No. We already <laughs> had Nazis. We already had um, a golden art. No. And the thing is, just no. They, yeah. they they it's essentially a, a reboot. They do retell the story of like you know Hellboy's origin. Oh. And the thing is, they it feels like they have like knockoff versions of like the characters in the first film oh, that's sad. because they have all the same characters at that scene where Hellboy is born from like you know that portal or like the pit yeah, yeah. and like they have and it's just like oh these feel like lame weekend play versions of the characters from the first film hmm. um and yeah and, and also it's crazy violent it's an R-rated movie that's what they were like I was skeptical when I saw that they were really playing up how violent it was it's, as if yeah. that is a selling point for a film that's never a selling point for a film it might be like tarantino where it's interesting violence and it actually has to do with the characters mm-hmm. and stuff but when it's just like we're gonna bash people's brains in and stuff and shoot a lot of shit like that is that doesn't work mm-hmm. that's sad if that's what you're going with to sell this it's also not the Hellboy that we know. No. Right. He doesn't do that. It's like, a lot of it is like, oh, do you want to see Hellboy get, like, stabbed through the heart? Like, no. no. I really don't. <laughs> like, because it, it served no purpose other than, like, yeah, blood, gore, guts. Like, oh. that's not what I'm here for. And it felt like a waste of Daniel Day Kim, who I like a bunch from, oh, uh, Jin from Lost. cheekbones. Like, he's, he looks like he hasn't aged a day since oh, Lost. of course he hasn't. Um, and he's, he's fine. His character is fine in it. Uh, he plays a wear, uh, a were leopard, I guess, is the uh, uh, like a werewolf, but a leopard. No, um, I did that on True Blood. <laughs> um, but the the whole premise of the movie being that he's trying to stop Mila Jovovich from like you know reclaiming her uh, a, a powers essentially. Um, he teams up with Daniel Day Kim, who's a, another uh, agent of like MI eighteen or whatever. What? MI eleven, I think it is, and like he's from the BPRD Hellboy. And a girl that Hellboy saved as a kid who's now a grown woman, uh, Alice. I forget the actress that plays her name. She's like a, uh, a paranormal. Uh, she's a medium. She's a medium. She can like see ghosts, talk to ghosts, which isn't as fun as uh, some of Blair's character. Um, and also, yeah, so yeah, they're trying to stop Mila Jovovich, um, and she wants Hellboy to be Hellboy, Prince of Hell. They always do. They always do. Um, and there's some cool scenes with that when that happens, where he has like, the full horns mm-hmm. and the fire crown, and he looks awesome. And those are the best parts of the movie. 
Um, they actually do crack open hell for a hot second, and the yeah, creatures yeah. that come from it are terrifying. They're awesome. But, like, okay, if you want to use the R for this, for specifically for these creatures, fine, because they do terrible things to human beings. Right, that makes sense. But when every other character is doing it, it, it loses its impact. Right. Um, I feel like you didn't take the time to appreciate your wordplay. Oh. Megan hot. and I did. Hot second. <laughs> hot second. Hell, open up for a hot second. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> um, you no. rascal. <laughs> but, um, at, and also at the end of the film, there are three post-credit scenes. You didn't oh. deserve any of these post-credit scenes whatsoever. Why? And let me spoil them for you here to save the cash and go and see Hellboy. Oh. So, post-credit scene one, they tear open like an, an Antarctic facility, and at the end of it, Abe Sapien, like... Oh, but I do love Abe. I love Abe Sapien, but I feel you're going to just ruin this character. Yeah, if the rest of the movie hadn't been garbage, that would have been exciting. Yes. Yeah. And then there's another scene uh, midway through where he meets uh, essentially the Hellboy universe as like Captain America, kind of, a guy named Lobster Johnson. Oh, my God. <laughs> is this, it sounds like a Saturday Night Live character. It does. Played you're by... To, you make, a mar- make fun of like Marvel. You are not wrong. Oh, uh, it feels like that, although it is a character from the comics that okay. is done very well in the comics. Okay. But it just felt weird in this. He's played yeah. by Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, um, I'm out. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, and then the very last scene is a uh, friggin' uh, a witch that he meets in the movie in a very weird scene that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Um, Baba Yaga, and she's telling a guy like, like you need to kill Hellboy, and like then you can finally die. You've done nothing to maybe be interested interested in this movie to care about this post credit stinger. Mm. I wait. You maybe wait through ten. I didn't wait to it. I, I just watched it online. Like eh, that's dumb. Um, I, yeah, it's it's not a good movie. I'm sorry I took so long to tell you that it's not a good movie. <laughs> it sounds like you needed to get it out. Yeah, yeah, this is therapeutic for you. Also, very informative. I'm super sad to hear that because mm. you know I love Hellboy <laughs> so much. Um, and in talking about this, I just duh. David Hyde Pierce is Abe Sapien's yeah, voice. Yeah, he's excellent. Of course, oh, right. But played by Doug Jones, so mm-hmm. it's like a perfect combination. Um, Much like Seth MacFarlane is one of the voices in the second movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. My future Wait, husband. Who is he? He's the German robot thing. Oh, Klaus, I believe, it, or Hans. God, I forget yes, his name. That's Suck right. it. <laughs> you like the Seth MacFarlane thing, and he didn't realize it. <laughs> This is all one big thing. I'm sorry. She paid me off to talk about Hellboy just so she can lure you into this That's trap. That's why I started this podcast. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because he speaks German in real life. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Whatever. You mean, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad you gave me the truth. It yeah. hurts. But, um, <laughs> That's fine, because I, I was going to go spend money on it. Um, I was so looking forward to it that it was on my calendar six months ago. Oh, wow. I put Hellboy! Exclamation <laughs> on the day it came out, and then I've been super bummed about not seeing it. But Don't I, worry. Truthfully, I, and I expressed this concern to Jax earlier this week. I was... I got nervous, because I saw that Mila Jovovich was in the <laughs> And I'm sorry, but like... Didn't you say stay in your lane yeah. about her? Like, Resident Evil. Just keep doing Resident Evil movies, girl. Yeah, and that's it. I will say, she hasn't aged a day since, like, 2002. Well, because she's a model. <laughs> like, but I don't need her in Hellboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 
Like I'm so sad by this. There are a lot of elements outside of just like actors chosen that just didn't work. Oh, sounds like everything. Yeah. yeah. It's so disappointing. Oh wow. But that's okay because you can get excited for Godzilla coming out May 31st. I am pretty excited for that. It looks good. It makes me nervous because I haven't seen much advertising for it, which makes me think they're just gonna try to bury it. I think they're just waiting for like all of the, the Avengers stuff. Oh, to, like, to die clear down. The air. That's right. Godzilla wouldn't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited. Me and Billy Brown's, ex- Millie Bobby Brown's extended family. Gonna go and see it. <laughs> so proud of our little baby. No, I saw the last one in the theater. I didn't tell you that, but. I only. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you were hiding that. <laughs> Messaged me at work about it. She was like, Godzilla, May 31st. I knew I did that knowing that she does not care about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, ha ha. Not in the way that you care. I think the one with the last one mm-hmm. uh, was very good. Mm-hmm. If you could just take out all of Aaron Taylor Johnson's part, it'd be a much better movie. I liked him in it. Oh, Because <laughs> I like the, par- the parachuting scene. Oh, that was, that was very, very cool. Very cool. But that's not him. That's just the art direction for it. It's, it's really true, cool. It's so compelling. <laughs> it is. But, like, I can still I can watch it in my head. Mm-hmm. The feeling that you get. Yes. The music that goes with Oh, my God, the- yeah. Really, probably music. But it like, goes from silence and then yes. to the music, the sound the builds. Yeah, it's really Ooh, cool. It looks like they're falling Chills. into hell. Yes. yes. <laughs> God, there's a lot of hell talk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hell Talk. <laughs> <laughs> great movie for that, Constantine. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a oh, Jesus. Movie. She finally watched it. I know. He I had to make her watch it. It's a fantastic movie. Those hell creatures oh, are very good. They are. Right. Like they're made of ash. Spider walked up that fucking wall. <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, what have I gotten myself into? You walked away feeling okay about it. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was entertained because I just, it was, oh yeah, because it was one of the few things that I just had no idea what it was about at all. It's a great way to go into nice. it. Nice. Yeah, so it was just everything was new for me. The baseline is Keanu Reeves in a suit. Messing dudes up. Yeah. Sign me up, please. <laughs> yes. Two tickets. Yes. <laughs> you want him to mess you up. <laughs> In a different way. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Did anybody watch Replicants? Replicants. No, because it got panned real bad. Man. Do you think it could be worse than Hellboy? I don't think so. Mm. Oh boy! Because <laughs> that I can actually see. I can't remember who else is in that. I think it's Alice Eve or. Um, oh, because I was like, she's not that. I could be. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she plays his wife. Or maybe I'm confusing movies. I'm not sure. Because isn't there another movie? Isn't it with Johnny Depp where his he tries to bring his family back to life yes, or some shit? Which was also uh, I think not great. Yeah. That. As soon as I heard Johnny Depp was in it, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And this was pre. This was pre Amber Heard yeah. violence. Yeah. Scandal. Keanu wouldn't do that, though. No, he wouldn't. Nah, he wouldn't. Uh, John Reese <laughs> coming out. I'm very excited about that. I am, too. I know you can't watch it. Bone crunchies. I can't do too one. much bone crunchies. He's but probably I, not going to crunch some bones. He you know? shoots a lot. He does shoot a lot. Yeah, but I feel like precision. as soon as they... The whole time, I'll just be sitting there gripping my seat, waiting for someone's neck to get broken or to get someone to get a sidekick to the knee and break them or him to like twirl someone around and break their That elbow. does happen a lot. All I those know, things happen it a lot. It's, it's pretty every cool. single <laughs> action movie that fight hand-to-hand combat scene, that's always what it is. I can't take fisticuffs. So, I wonder how you do in real life with them. 
I mean, I crack my knuckles constantly. You I don't do, know. yeah. yeah I crack don't your know. elbows. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I did it like three minutes ago. Um, but they're mine. <laughs> what a, I don't, part of it is I don't like to see people in pain. Mm-hmm. No yeah, suffering. But, yeah, I'm also fine with people getting shot, so I don't know. It's very confusing. Mm. But I'm just going to have to have you guys um, explain it to me, which Jason did with, um, oh, God. Us? Yes. He explained the whole right. movie to me, <laughs> and it was like I saw it, and it was great. <laughs> oh, can we discuss your very um, smart and thoughtful insights into why you thought that didn't, what the kind of pitfalls of it were? Because I found them very interesting now that I have kind of seen the movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for us, well, I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great experience. Uh, there were just some parts where I just like had a, a few misgivings on. Or just like it felt like the logic of the film uh, was betraying the message it was, trying, it, was, it was trying to give. Megan saw it so she can also weigh in on this. Okay. So, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt like um, the... At the end of the film, where in which, you know, it felt as if the, the allegory for the tethered was that, you know, these are the uh, misrepresented, you know, underrepresented, invisible people of the United States. Like, you know, the homeless, mm-hmm. the sick, yes. the broken. Uh, however, they're still killing people. And also the people who are actually like that in the United States also have doubles. So it just felt True. like. Yeah, that homeless guy did. Yeah. If it, if it was something where it's like, this is only the, the rich and the, the, the upper class, you know, right, they have right. these doubles that are like, you know going around killing people, okay, I guess I can understand that. But when every single person, down to the poorest person, to the richest person, when they all have duplicates, people who are actually going through the struggles that these tethered are to represent, it just feels like some of that message is lost. And it just felt like, oh, well, it's a cool message, but it feels like you sacrificed the logic of the film to get the message out. Like, yeah, because as soon as you start going down that road in your head, you're like, yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, like, yeah, it kind of holds you back. a little bit. Oh, I read something about this is where I'm useless because I didn't take notes. <laughs> I don't even have my phone in front of me. It's like, um, oh god, something about like it being that we're the, the tethered are kind of supposed to hint at the fact that like we sounds really simple. I'm really simplifying here, but, like, we're all the same. Okay. I thought I had read something, like, an interview with Jordan Peele about that. Mm-hmm. Of course, when he said it, super intelligent <laughs> and really well put. What I'm saying, super simple. It made sense when I read it. But what you're saying makes sense, too. What does not make sense to me, in either case, was the hand-holding oh. chain. So... I get the reference to the time period mm-hmm. and that, I guess, but like the, the significance of it. Like symbolically. Yeah. Well, like why they would, um, why I, they would come up to just to end, do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To what I mean, they kill and they make themselves known, mm-hmm. but like all of that struggle to. What's the master plan? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I guess maybe a reference to the actual event itself, like Hands Across America, like, okay, what is this about? Hands Across America to, to promote homeless, to, like, promote the idea that, like, yes, people are homeless. So you're going to hold hands? Why? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it didn't work then. Yeah, if it didn't work then, why would it work now? But I guess it's, like, the, uh, being subversive, like, yeah, this is a pointless gesture to, mm. to try to fix a real problem. Got it. Yep. Just fix the problem as opposed to, like, just saying, 
We all held hands that day. <laughs> it sure was nice. Like yeah. we, you know, united America in this way when really that is the opposite of uniting. <laughs> I suppose if you were a te- one of the tethered, you, it would seem more significant. I guess. And the, well, I don't want to spoil. So they just responded to a pointless thing with another pointless but thing. They don't know it, but they don't know it's pointless because mm-hmm. it's coming from the mind of a little girl. And that's what she remembers. If anything, for I guess for the logic of the film, I I would think that it's just this the last thing that she remembers, right? The last thing that maybe she wanted to do, and it just this was it. Like that's all. That's where her. That's where she ended yeah. as like you know a normal person. So it's okay. just her getting back to where she left off. I guess, kind of. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> like okay. the, the ending is very vague and cryptic. And purposely so, because people are still talking about it even now, like weeks after the movie's done. It's not one of those where I'm left with questions and it bothers me. It's one of those where it's like, I'm okay with the questions I have. Yeah. Because I really liked the entire thing, and the questions I have are like, they're not major plot holes. Right. Note to self, if I ever write something, leave that, and I don't know how to end it, leave it really mysterious and vague, and then people will be like, oh, this was the point they wanted us to talk about. <laughs> and then when somebody suggests something really smart to you in an interview, you're just like, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I meant. I'm glad you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else you got? Um, Let's get to it. Uh, Game of Thrones, season Yay. eight premiered. We all saw that. <laughs> Um, and I watched it in a very unique way. I watched it with my mom. Um, oh, I shouldn't Jason, have. <laughs> Jason, as soon as nudity <laughs> or sexual situations come up, you get out of there. You say, I love you, mom, but I gotta go. You don't know what they're gonna happen. Yes, because it says as it comes up, it says violence. I roll the dice in this one and assuming like, all right, season premiere. My mom's okay with violence. I'm okay watching violence. My mom, that's fine. Like, you know what, scene premiere, there's not going to be any boobies in this nudity, short sexual content. There's always God, boobies. Damn it. Like, all right. You know what? Anything that happens next, it's on me. I'm sorry, but I want to see this. I'm here and I can't get home soon enough. <laughs> Spoilers ahead. Um, Although, who hasn't watched it? I mean, Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, most likely you've seen this. Our moms have watched it. That means that everyone, <laughs> everyone should have watched it. She had a lot of questions. Like, so wait, who's that man at the end there? Why is he looking at that boy? Because he pushed him out of a window. Why? Wait, had your mom not seen the show? Before? No. This is the first episode she's ever seen. <laughs> no, first oh, episode she ever seen. My, you could spend half a year just going over everything that just happened. But it was just a rabbit hole of like, so who's that man? Oh, you pushed a boy out of a window. Why did you push him out of a window? Because he saw something. <laughs> what do you see? <sighs> uh, two people that should have been doing things together. What? Let's just watch something else. <laughs> this is done. We don't have to talk about this anymore. <laughs> But no, I did explain like okay, like the incest thing and all that stuff, and it was like she was like, oh. Okay, but this is one of the incest. <laughs> Guess what? These two two just wrote dragons. The whole time, mom. I was like, fingers crossed, like Danny and John, please God, don't just hold hands, please. All right, <laughs> don't do anything to upset this. Where was their nudity that I don't remember? Bron, Bron in the with the ladies in the brothel. In the brothel. With the ladies. That's, it sounds like that's how a clue oh, thing. Braun in the brothel with the ladies. That's how he killed them. That's right. I forgot because I like the way that the women are just talking over him. <laughs> like he's not even there. Yeah, they're great. Like, this is great. This and is it's wonderful. Like kind of how women talk. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like it's a job. They, yeah. It is a job. 
Continue. But no <laughs> thoughts. What did you guys think of the episode? Like, what? That was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Me too. And after not seeing it for a while, it was weird how excited I was, especially like when they were in the hall at um, um, Winterfell, like seeing so many characters who we've watched for such a long time be all together. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, we're all back together. Like, school is finally back in <laughs> session. Yeah. We're away for the summer. Like, oh my god, I miss you so much. I'm your mama. Your hair's so different. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, so you have a new boyfriend? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sansa, why are you so tall? <laughs> oh, Arya, you're into murder now? That's cool. <laughs> she winks at Kendrick. That yes. was a great scene. That threw me off so much. I was like, but Arya, you're a child, but also, no, you're not. She's not. You've killed so many people. More <laughs> than Gendry, probably. Oh, yeah. Gendry's like probably. still... <laughs> <laughs> he smashed some zombies with a big old hammer. Yeah, like... They're the one they, they sent him running back. <laughs> he was the runner. Um, yeah. Good job, Arya. I'm interested to see what her weapon ends up being. Me too. Because that drawing was, it looked like it was two pieces. Yes. I want to know, like, is she going to poison somebody? Like, is that why it comes apart? Kind of like the necklace? Or, like, what is that going to be? Will it kill Cersei? Let's do this. Oh, I was thinking, like, how is it going to fight off White Walkers? But why would she be thinking that? I don't think, yeah, I don't think I she's... I think everyone else is going to be doing White Walkers, and she's just going to be stabbing people in the background, <laughs> just taking people out. Good. Yeah, great. Good. Love it. Yeah. Although, okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Will you guys be sad if slash when Jamie Lannister dies? I mean, yeah, but whatever. Like, we're supposed to be a little sad, but then also feel conflicted. Yes. I think conflicted is, like, the general feeling that I will have, and I think most people will have. It's like, you know what? You really have changed as a person, but you are the worst person to start off with. True. Yeah. Like, you've, you you kill children, innocent children, like, to protect, like, your diddling of your sister. Like, it's just, like, dude, like, you were trash. Like, yeah, he he's done a lot of work. A lot of it's introspection. A arc that I definitely is kind of the hardest to believe that you could go from being like a heartless psychopath to all of a sudden like a strong friendship with this random tall woman and. But they they, they survived some things together. Certainly, True. it's just it's so extreme. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't support it. I love seeing a bad guy become a good guy, but but so much yeah. of it is tied to Cersei and like yeah. his, like and his dad and mm-hmm. I mean more Cersei. Right? Yeah, she's like the one addiction that he can't kick. That's mm. a good way of putting it. Yeah, but well, he did. Yeah, he got the so f out of, of there. Him. I liked that part. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, when <laughs> Cersei's like, "Kill my brothers." Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's another thing. I like Cersei. She's the worst, mm-hmm. but she's mm-hmm. so good. You have to at re- it. You, like. You don't necessarily like her, but you respect the shit out of her because she's smart and yeah. she plans. She makes the tough choices. She gets shit done. She's Darth Vader. Like, but yeah. better. Yes. What's the word for mother in German? Frau? No. That's no. A, so old woman. Oh. Oh, if only Seth MacFarlane were here to talk about <laughs> If only, Megan. <laughs> Seth, come out. Just, <laughs> you know. It'd be Darth, whatever the word is. <laughs> but, um,. But no, like, when she charged Bronn with, like, you know, kill my brothers, my man Bronn's not going to do that. No, I hope not. He's too cool. For that. He's, he is one of my favorite characters on that show. Like, his motivations are very clear. Money. Um, <laughs> He's like, you. <laughs> he is. I like money. But, like, his, his motivation is like, all right, money cash. Sucks. But, like... <laughs> 
I'm totally fine. I want to go to the man version of a brothel <laughs> and be handed a crossbow. A brothel? Oh! <laughs> and end the podcast. <laughs> um, if of all the characters, who were like the two that you would like to see live the I've, most? I thought of this a lot. Only two. two? Yes. It's the a Game of Thrones. You're right. <laughs> uh, for me, Podrick and Braun. Oh, <laughs> and then they go off and have their own show. Yes. The number twos. That's, <laughs> that's like who I'm strangers. a <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, What was the thing that we saw? Um, and I sent it to you guys. It was on like Instagram or something. <laughs> of They listed like 15 characters and like five had like a five point value. Five had a three point value and five had a one point value. And the premise was you have 15 points that you can use of the characters. <laughs> Who do you pick? <laughs> and Podrick was in the first, it was in the one point. <laughs> and Jason said, like, this one person and this one person and five Podricks. <laughs> genuinely like seriously that's yeah like i like podrick a lot i like podrick like braun a lot like Fair. their motivations are very simple however they don't have any desire for like you know power yeah. or like you know revenge it's just like no our motivations are just to survive in this world we're we're humans we're yeah. we're not kings we're not knights yeah. we're just regular people trying to survive in this crazy world and make the best for ourselves i will say whenever either of them pop up in a scene you get excited yes yeah. like ooh, what's gonna happen because podrick's a delight mm-hmm. and bronze hilarious and like when they finally met each other again i was so happy and like they were just saying, like we don't, we're not supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we shouldn't have lived as long as we have. But hey, it's good to see you, man. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. So, what are your two? Um, I think t- they're not anything special. I think Tyrion and Arya. With uh, my third would be um, uh, Asia. From well, maybe she goes by Yara. Yara. In the show, oh, cool. in the book, she was Asia, but I think that was too close to like Arya or whatever. So yeah. they went with Yara mm-hmm. in the show, and I just it might be kind of holdover because I enjoyed her character in the books because she's just really smart and strong, and is a great leader, and like the men around her respect her. This doesn't reflect my own personal life and what I want at all. Um, yeah, I just want to sail on a on boats, a fleet with men. Uh, you know. You want a a boat full of men. A boat full of men money. and money. <laughs> and dragons. And, and dragons. <laughs> you want the dragons to be dragons. <laughs> um, I just want to pop out of the bottom of the boat and be like, here, dragons. Like, calling the dog. Come, <laughs> okay. Because um, I really like her. And I was super stoked to see her character back in the show. Um, and happy for Theon. But, I like yeah. I yeah, those you. are my those are my two with a a very close third runner up. Nice. What about you? I haven't thought about this. <laughs> I just I can think of the people I want to die. It's true. This is back to our conversation from earlier. <laughs> Who are the top two death desires? <laughs> um Cersei. Okay. 
and uh, the Night King because I want to see all the oh, dead people fall around him, yeah. or I want to see if they will. Mm. I think they will, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, the two with the most power, I want to see them die because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I want to see what happens. I want the fallout, and I want Cersei's death to be epic. Yes. I oh, she's to gotta go epic. out. She. It has to be, in a way, yeah, that she deserves, but that isn't just like torture for torture's sake. And there's so many no. characters that deserve to be the ones who kill Exactly. Her. Like Jamie, Arya. Tyrion. 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 Yes. Like, so, I feel like Brienne of Tarth probably is not a fan. Just like so many people. Her dad's gonna be fucking gangster. It was, it's <laughs> gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's gonna like, be amazing. She needs the Jon Snow death. Where yes. everyone takes where everyone a knife. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the kingdom. For the world. For, yes. <laughs> but to survive... The dire wolves are already gone, so I don't <laughs> have to choose. Uh, well, actually, Namiria's out there still. I know, but she's, uh, I mean, she's off surviving. She's, she'll be fine. We wish her the best. Yeah. <laughs> that was clear. Best of luck. Her my regards. Yeah. In your future. She has kids, though. It's true. She has a whole pack. Oh, good for her. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear she's done well for herself. <laughs> Did you remember that? I remember she popped up in an episode, but yeah. I don't remember what kind. And, like, she and, um, anyway, we don't need to go into dog talk. Um, <laughs> That's a separate podcast. That is. That should be my podcast. Um, you guys, I'm on the spot. Who do would I want to survive? Be, would it be helpful if we, like, name some characters? Yeah. Okay, so you got all the Starks. You got Sansa, John, uh, Bran. fucking Bran. No one cares about him. No. All he what does if I was, like, Bran? I just want Bran to survive <laughs> and fucking... Insult to Sam. I like Sam. I like Sam. I you know I do like Sam. I like it if he survived. Me too. But mm-hmm. I'm not like top two. Yeah. I I don't think I. <laughs> Jason's just having his face licked by a puppy right now, and he has totally checked out of this podcast. <laughs> so here. I have one. Uh, Tormund. Okay. Oh, Tormund. I do like him. Yeah. All right. He's fun, but I know he's not a main character. Doesn't be main at all. Yeah. But I get. Uh, my guys are the side guys, absolutely. It's true. <laughs> okay, here's another different question for you. They can't overlap, but who would you like to see be sitting on the game on no, on the throne, on the Iron Throne at the end of all of this? It seems like our best candidates right now are Cersei, uh, John. Well, there's a couple ways to think about it. Who okay. do you think is most likely? Mm-hmm. Who would you want? And who do you think would be the best? Okay. You know. Um. I can, I can answer that, I think. Oh, can you? I think the most likely at this point right now would be... Uh, Jon Snow? No, not Jon Snow. I oh. think he would be the best. I think the most likely would be... Uh, well, I can't remember her name. Uh, Daenerys. I think she's Ugh. the most likely. Just given, <laughs> given her Podrick track... Put on there. That'd be great. He's so sweet. Hot pie. All right. <laughs> Should have it. <laughs> can we wed... We'll be well fed. All right. <laughs> He would defeat the uh, the dead with his hot pies. All right, they would melt at the touch. <laughs> um, no, I think that uh, da- Daenerys has the best shot of like winning it all. She's really good at winning things. She's not good at running things. Oh, but she has people who can run things. If you she were, never listens. If you were running against her in politics, that would be how you would take her down. <laughs> And then she would burn me alive. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how she solves all her problems. <laughs> you can't keep burning your problems. I'm not a fan of her character. I really am not. 
I never have been. I don't think I ever will be. Not mm-hmm. that she's bad. It's just I don't find her very interesting. I, I agree. I mean, so there's part of like the boring, like, well, she's just going to win. Because yeah. she always does. Like, her she's... dragons are the most interesting thing about her, mm-hmm. which is not great. Damn. Ooh, did I just throw down a gauntlet? Just dragged her dragon. Ooh, oh, God, don't kill me. <laughs> um, be merciful. So that's who you think is most likely. Who would you want? Who would I want? Um... I think the want and the best for me are still mm-hmm. the same. I think Jon Snow would be best. I don't, although no, I don't want. I don't want him to rule. Mm-hmm. He doesn't because he doesn't want to rule. He doesn't want. It. He says it a lot. <laughs> He's he, from day one. I don't want any lands or titles. I'm totally putting on the black. He just wants to hang out and make out with his aunt. He, <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> he was a virgin for so long. Oh, that's and true. for so long. I mean, he was probably like. 18? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he just wanted to literally hang out on a wall with his best friend. His bros. And then things, and, then, and his uncle. And then yeah. things got crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wouldn't want him to really rule it. If anything, if anyone I would want to do it, jeez. I would like Tyrion. Yeah. I think he'd be good. He's got a good head for it. He's mm-hmm. got a good head for it. He's been through everything. He's changed. He has changed. Absolutely. Um, I would like him to be it. I think just from the direction of the show, it seems like maybe John is the most likely candidate. Um, he shouldn't be. Is there any chance they'll move away from a monarchy? <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Because we have a pool of people, and they're literally, I know this is not a place for reason. Or like, <laughs> or <logic>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nor is our country. <laughs> but like, they, you know, if there's a group of them and they're fighting, and obviously, like, some of them need to go. Cersei needs mm. to go. She is not a good ruler. Yeah. Um, but, like, and uh, Euron should never be oh in my charge. Oh, my God, no. Um, so, like, you know, there's seven kingdoms, seven representatives. Yeah. I see them. Mini democracy. Yeah, basically. I would like to see. I don't think Sansa would be bad. I think she'd be pretty good. She could be in the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think her with Tyrion as her right hand man. um, I think that's a strong combo, and maybe John kind of consulting. The politics, man. You know, I think that'd be solid. I see the Seven Kingdoms going back to being Seven Kingdoms. All right, they should all be separate. Okay. That's how I feel. I know, like, um, because it it's felt like the the path that the North was taking of just like the North stays in the North. Like, yeah. we don't want any of this. Mm-hmm. We want we don't want to conquer anybody. We just want to live our own lives by ourselves. Yeah. But I feel like the rest of them aren't set up so well. Like, they're not as big. They don't have as many resources. Maybe right. where it's just like, no, we kind of need to stick together with these other guys. I think a lot of them do seem well set up to me. You got mm-hmm. city like King's Landing seems like it's doing okay. They could have like trade with other people. But, like, in terms of, I, why am I analyzing, like, the structure? The socioeconomic structure. Yeah. <laughs> she made a spreadsheet. She knows exactly what they need. Um, I, I think they could be set up that way and just have, like, trade treaties between each other and just but be otherwise independent. Mm-hmm. But we, have, we have this, like, issue. So there's the, obviously, the Army of the Dead is coming. But then, like... The winter, the it's, long yeah. night or mm-hmm. whatever, the long winter is coming. So like, that's gonna fuck everyone up. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's another factor that they all have to Sansa like. Sansa was ready for it. Yeah, she knew. She's like, how are we gonna eat? She had her spreadsheets going. Yeah. So like, 
there's just a lot of things to consider. Yeah. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm excited. I I appreciate like the the mistrust of Sansa for Cersei, oh. and just being like, yeah, yeah, this. Why would you ever trust? Of her? course, it's not <laughs> going to happen. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact. That, okay, so we have six episodes total. Mm-hmm. So like shit has to happen the, in every episode. Oh yeah. The preview for the next episode. It looks like they were it's already starting. going to war. Like things to, are though. happening. Cool. They have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm they, down. And like is. I well, Gendry, I guess, doesn't really matter at this point. Because he's making the weapons. That's important. He, no, he doesn't matter as a bastard. Like, oh, right. Right. Um, and then whether whether or not Cersei is pregnant, still pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whatever. Just a lot of things. Like, I'm curious of how the battle will play out and who's going to die in it, because someone's going to die. People are going to die in that battle when when the Night King comes. Um, I was looking at some of the greatest hits of Jon Snow and so far as his fights, and mm. he's barely survived every fight. It's true. <laughs> like, he's not the best fighter, really. Like, he's solid. He's yeah. luck, too. Yes. He's, like, fine. He's decent by any remark, but, like, he's barely survived every encounter he's had, which is... But I feel like he's also... I can't think of many, but he's hasn't had the best odds to begin with. Like, he's been kind of... True. I said understaffed. That's not what I meant, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. He's always... Um, he's the underdog. Yeah. Like, in the Battle of the Bastards, he did not have the biggest army. Nope. Like, he got saved at the last minute. I feel like he was already tired. Yeah. And he just came back to life. You know, yeah. Give him some time to get back on his feet. He barely made it out from... If it hadn't been for Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, with the... When they were surrounded the in the lake, yeah. yeah. He barely made it out of hard home. Yeah. Um, barely survived Mance Raider. Like, yeah, that was yeah. all, uh, not Renly, but uh, Stannis, who came in at the last minute to sweep them all away. No, those people are dead. I don't yeah. remember, like, most of what you just said. Well, <laughs> let's talk. What about the fucking Night ki- the White Walkers, Night King, all that shit, with the spirals and the nailing the kitchen wall? Call back God. to first episode. Yeah. Call back to apparently more, more spiral episodes. things than we realized. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what? That was the that most has to mean something. It absolutely does. thing I have ever seen. You know, oh my god. It was very horrifying but and I watched it again and oh, I had Jesus. the same reaction. Um, <laughs> all I could think of when I saw when I saw the wall with the arms was that they look like they look like shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I see. Um, yeah, that was horrifying, and I was like, we own, I was like, first it popped up, and I was like, oh, that's gross, and then they kind of focused, um, on the other characters talking, and you saw those little blue eyes glow, and I went, oh, no, and mm-hmm. as no was leaving my mouth, he started screaming, and it was just something from my nightmares. What I did, the only good thing I pulled from that scene was just like, not that it was a bad scene. It's a great scene. Oh, it's Just great, like, yeah. I like that the Night's Watch and the Wildlings are friends. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship, guys. I That's what they, we're here for. I like that they care about each other or like are worried, like, oh, thank God you made it to him and like, cool, oh, handshake yeah, hugs. they're all bros. Like, literally a year ago, screw these guys. <laughs> and I was like, no, brothers. <laughs> Watching some of the episodes, because mm-hmm. there's so much. Yeah, the 
screams that come out of the dead are really terrifying. Mm. Like the little kids screaming, yeah. and then when they're trying to capture one of the dead. Oh, the boxed one. Oh, God, yeah. Like, and the screams that, because there seem to be like the regular like noises they make, and then the screams that kind of like alert the rest Call of Call the others them. in. Ooh, that's chilling. I'd like to know what sounds were used and then manipulated to make those. Yeah, because it's a weird combo. We got a weasel, a woman in labor, <laughs> <laughs> a dog in heat, and, like... and my baby son crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did no. you watch anything else? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I was gonna say, um, as far as uh, anything else that I've watched, um, only thing really worth mentioning is uh, the challenge oh yeah uh, i watched apollo 13 i've not finished apollo 13 oh jason i'm sorry uh it was been a busy week yeah no. <laughs> um but no watch apollo 13 it's really good how far into it did you get i would say i'm exactly halfway through oh man okay so houston we have a problem just happened gotcha. there they've spun out of control mm-hmm. um i feel like i've yeah like thank you for having me watch this because it feels like a detriment for me to have not watched this up yeah. until this point you love space and space problems space logistics mm-hmm. i also enjoyed it um i'm glad you're liking it um it's fun um i like to see lieutenant dan and forrest gump reunited of course. only a, a Short two years after uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's all it was, really? Two years later? So Apollo 13 was 96, I believe. I don't know. And Forrest Gump was 94. Oh, wow. So it's like, oh, cool. Gary Sinise felt like he was like he was in the military. He always feels like he's in the military, yeah, I guess. I feel like he has excellent posture. Yes. Um, Kevin Bacon, perfectly. It's, it's a well-casted film. Like, the, yeah. the roles that they are in totally. are perfectly suited to the actors that are playing them. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I believe Kevin Bacon is a hot dog pilot that, like, you know. With a lot of lady friends. Yes. It's like, yep, that feels about accurate. (laughs) Uh, I noted that Ed Harris in this movie looks like Ed Harris's son. He has aged (laughs) so much in 20 years. (laughs) I love when um, the guys around him are talking and kind of laughing because every time there's like a new launch or whatever, his wife makes him a new vest. I thought that was adorable. It was so cute. <laughs> and he like puts it on and he's all proud and everyone's like, yay, even though they think it's silly. What Ugh. I find insane is that in a year, because this movie takes place in 1970, mm-hmm. one year after the moon landing, America's already done with it. Like boring. Yeah. Like they're, there's a point where they're uh, filming on the spacecraft. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this is what happens on a spaceship. And it's on no network. Right. Literally, no one is seeing this, mm-hmm. and you know everyone's like watching a sitcom or like a variety show or something like that, and it just feels like, damn, are we is this just how we are with major events? Yeah. Um, one thing that like came to mind was the uh, Challenger disaster, like the eighties, mm-hmm. and then I believe it was a like, Columbia that exploded in like two thousand three or something like that. No. And again, it's like we have to remember, like, oh yeah, there was a special that like. D- exploded like, 15 oh, yeah. years ago this is still incredibly dangerous yeah like it's it was surprising and just also like oh yeah i guess that is how we are with like things that are yeah. amazing sometimes um outside of that the effects were awesome they're still like very impressive like yeah. how are they floating right now i don't see any strings are they like just doing these weird like up and downs and like an aircraft to create like zero g like it's really impressive um so yeah the practical effects were amazing um and yeah it's it's and through the movie i've got the feeling that they, these guys are really like explorers hmm. like they refer to each other in that way it felt like they were like almost like knights in a way um it was 
cool. It's like, oh yeah, like we got, we're walking the same place that Buzz Aldrin walked. Like it was only a year ago, but it felt like they were walking in the, in the steps of legends almost. Mm. It's how they felt. Yeah. Because they had such reverence for it. And it, well, yeah, it was, it is, as I'm still continuing to watch it, very good. It's funny. It was, I had watched it a couple of weeks ago and then I watched First Man like a week ago. And it was interesting to see the contrast in Apollo 13 where they're all just kind of like buddies and like mm-hmm. laughing and everything's light and kind of jokey. Um, and then you see First Man and it is not that at all. Mm-hmm. There are friendships and stuff, but what they go through just grinds them down. And it's just those experiences were just so vastly different. It was really kind of an interesting contrast. You see like a little bit of it, like where like the wife is upset, like they make you do like, you know, an appearance when you like have to fly in three days. Like I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was interesting in watching the movie was like, Oh wow, this is just feels like very well directed and tight. And like, it just Mm -hmm. made you wonder what happened to Ron Howard as a director. It feels like, you know, he used to make a lot of things or things that were like, were like landmarks, like, Oh man, Ron Howard directed film and just feels like no one, I feel like he hasn't done that in a while. Yeah. He just directed something. It feels like that, right? I but just don't know what it was. I just read... I don't think it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no... I mean, no offense. I just... I just read about... Continue. Because, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other Ron Howard-directed things, and, like, they don't come to mind as easily. Although I know he's made, like, really good stuff, and, like, I wish I wrote it down, but I, I didn't hear. Because, like, the big one that he's all, is always under his belt is, like, okay, Apollo 13. That's mm-hmm. the one that, you know, won the Oscar and all that stuff. Deservedly so. But it's hard for me, like, to think of, like, oh, the landmark ones that he did. Do you see anything there? A Beautiful Mind. Right. Cinderella Man. A lot of Russell Crowe love. Then he started on The Da Vinci Code, and it was all down Right. The but, but Rush. Yeah. Rush is a great movie. Okay. I love that movie. Um... Oh, Solo. He did Solo. Oh, right. I'm sorry, Ron. Solo was fun. I liked it. <laughs> I like parts That's of it. That's not the movie I was thinking of. But anyway, okay. yeah. Rush is great, though. Oh, wait. Ron Howard came in. He wasn't the original director on that. Like, they had to, like, replace the guys that were directing originally. Oh. Yeah. I didn't really like Solo that much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see... What you think um, when it ends? Because it just gets better. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. Um, I was supposed to watch wrestling, but uh, schedules didn't are crazy, really and it didn't work out. But we will do that sometime soon. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any assignments, which is probably good because <laughs> I wouldn't have had time to watch them. <laughs> um, oh shoot, I didn't think of a thing. Oh, I always forget. Oh, I didn't. Can I give an assignment. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, now I have to think of which one I want her to watch. <laughs> what do you want her to watch? <laughs> oh. I like that that was a question, but somehow also a threat. It was so. Well, you probably had a challenge in mind. No, I didn't, actually. Just, this is me con- over five years or whatever of friendship with Jax being like, what? <laughs> you haven't seen that? Throw down the gauntlet if you got it. Throw it down. Um, we can edit my thinking out, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I won't. I feel like there are a lot of Keanu movies you haven't seen. Probably. But you watched Constantine, which is a big I one. I did. Mm-hmm. And that's important. I saw John Wick. Is that... Okay. I mean, but like classics. Have you seen oh. The Lake House? 
I haven't even seen the lake house. <coughs> okay, so then let me get out. No, I love Sandy. I, I love Sandra and Keanu, and if she wasn't dating that hot guy, I'd be like, please get married. It's Speed Reunited, all right? Yeah. It has romance and love, and you know I don't care about either of them. Style. Even worse. <laughs> you see, was Bill and Ted one of the ones you haven't seen? Correct. Please watch that. Oh, geez, okay. I'll watch it with you. Excellent adventure or bogus journey? Both. <laughs> You're not getting both. You're getting one. Just I only the... got one Ernest movie out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the best one. <laughs> You're both maniacs. It was so awful. It's scary. It is. It is it's a legitimately terrifying disturbing. film. It would not be made today because no. as soon as it started, you'd be like, oh, is this man a pedophile? I was about like the he's troll being out, scary. He's hanging, out too. he's hanging out with little boys. It's weird. I was thinking more of the monster. <laughs> the, the real the monsters are man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think even though I love Bogus Journey, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be misguided to make you right. not watch. Have you not watched the first one? Correct. But Bogus Journey is great. Yes, it is. Death is awesome. When they play chess. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Yep. They're making a third one. They are. So. That's why you have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> sure. This is the beginning. Oh, God. Yay. Of your own excellent adventure. Yes. I feel like I've already lost. <laughs> um, what do I want you to watch? Shit. Um, have I watched anything that I want you to see? I mean, I want you to finish Black Summer, mm-hmm. and I want you to finish Apollo 13. Um, did I have you... a question. Sure. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Catastrophe? Catastrophe. On Amazon? No. With Rob Delaney? No, I've not watched Catastrophe. Uh, it's not an assignment. It's a, it's a recommendation. If you okay. find yourself... I've talked about it before. Yeah, with downtime. Yeah. I won't even go into Fleabag because I can't. I'll get too emotional. <laughs> Well, shoot, Jason. If you don't have one, we can always get one later. It's fine. You can always figure one out. Yeah. Down the line. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. Cool. You say Newsies? Newsies is great. It's pretty great. (laughs) That's one one of the ones that you are supposed to watch. Listen, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. You would know. I've seen it. At least parts of it. I'm not into musicals. That's totally fair. Even when they do include Christian Bale as a child, man. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but we'll figure it out as far as like assignments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, we will watch wrestling. It will happen. Yes. I want you to, to experience this. I've watched it to experience this. <laughs> um, well, if you just got misty-eyed and just kind of faded <laughs> away, please just continue also watching JoJo and just, we'll just have a JoJo minute and I just, just fill me in. I want to keep up with it. I weirdly enjoy you telling me about it. I do not think I would actually enjoy the show. You got more to tell you off mic. Well, can't wait. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Uh, to another episode of Observe Report. Uh, find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter, even though we don't really keep that up. Um, we're working on it. It's happening. But we have an Instagram presence. So find us there. Own our podcast. Um, thanks to our guest, Megan, for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> and chatting with us. Um, and yes, we will see y'all next time. Oh, and on the next time, I think it might, uh, Jason, 
is going on his own excellent adventure. <laughs> so it might just be me and Megan. Bon voyage, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. I like that his name also got some kind of accent in there. <laughs> 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 